Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer. We're the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Values. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have gone underground. We've uh, taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices because we like being employed. Correct. And our bosses would never allow us to present our unfiltered views on stocks not. every week uh, for the common man. Um, every Just trying week, to get it out there to the common man. Every, every week we get together and uh, we look for I ideas in uh, Value Line's weekly investment survey. This week it's the November 16, 2007 issue. And um, we, first we want to remind everybody, though, that this is for entertainment purposes only. We mean uh, we may know absolutely nothing about what we're talking about. This week we I don't. We may own all the stocks that we're talking about or none of them, I, although we usually try It moves to. around. Um, and, I mean, you get a best effort, but with not a lot of background work, okay? Well, I, I, we're just using Value Line. Yeah. That's all we're looking uh, at. This week they, uh, they love the oil field services group, uh, lots of one-rated stocks with a lot of momentum hitting all-time highs. Uh, the rest of the issue is primarily consumer one way or another, and they don't like any of them, but we found some interesting stocks to talk about. Second half, I'm going to come back and talk about a uh, – I'm going to talk about one that we've talked about in the past that has an 8% yield right now that I think is pretty uh, that looks secure. looks good, actually. And a couple of uh, sort of obscure names, but first I'm going to turn it over to my elder colleague, Val elder Hughes. Elder colleague, thank you. So, Vern, how is this <laughs> week on uh, Wall Street for you? It, um, week? it was a tough week. Tough week, tough I week, know. Tough week on the stomach. Oh, well, the market keeps going down a lot, so you feel bad. Then it goes up. Um, a lot of bargains, I'm finding. You seeing a lot this week? No? Uh, well, I like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, I like the uh, stocks that I've got this week. I just felt a little chatty. I wanted to chat anyway. Okay. Um, I'm turning it over to you. Oh, you thank know. you. It's your part of the oh, show Oh, my now. part now. Yeah. Great. Well, let's dig right into it <laughs> then. Um you know, this is a fun week for me because it has entertainment, and we're entertainment, you see? so we're Are kinda, we in this week's Well, issue? no. <laughs> no. Uh, our IPO check. has not yet happened. Check. Disney. Uh, Walt. No. We know a lot of these guys, though. <laughs> Let's face it. We go to the parties. But, world, world wrestling um, entertainment. Anyway, so I like that. And then there's, um, what else? There's newspapers, which if, you know, listeners that have been listening for any long period of time here know well, I'm kind of, I love those. They're going out of business, aren't they? Uh, well, that's the, that's the view. That's what I'm going to rebut here today is that view all right let's I'm sure i'll put up a spirit let's get right uh, into it let's right into it i want to uh, remind listeners that we could be drinking and in fact today we are because it's the weekend we got the show off to a little bit of a late start uh and i'm just uh refreshing my beverage uh but there's some i think good values this week some i've owned i've owned all of these everything i talk about to them and i've owned and do own uh first up mattel Page 1853. Mattel, I mean, what do I need to say? We all know Mattel, and I'll get into what they do if you don't know. But what attracts me is uh, cash flow per share, 230 estimated for next year, stock at 21. There's not a lot of R&D in what they do, ladies and gentlemen. 50 cents a share, that's a buck 80. Stock at 21. I don't have a calculator, but that's about 12 times, 8% yield, and I'm going to get a little bit of growth. What's the theme on Mattel, the biggest toy maker in the world? The theme is baby boomers who are now, you know, I'm an average boomer, uh, and, you know, we have wealth and we have grandchildren. Oh, come Let's on. face don't it, be you don't, You're and above I don't. average. Well, whatever. The point being that as boomers age, demographics is a huge, powerful force in American, you know, economics, and boomers are going to buy toys. Mattel has all the brands. If you don't know, let me just remind people. Of course, Barbie, the big rub on Mattel. Yeah, I've and heard of her. 
Of course. Barbie, the rub on Barbie is that, should I, can I say that? <laughs> the thing on Barbie in the marketplace is get some that uh, the percentage of sales, it just keeps going down. Mattel, you know, Barbie was, is obviously their biggest product, very profitable. And you have these other things around brats and various things. And we've talked about this before, and I may have made some slurs about the brats, dolls, I apologize. But in any case, the street can always turn negative on Mattel because, oh, Barbie's losing share. Meantime, they have some things called, uh, for example, Hot Wheels, American Girl, uh, Matchbox, and Hot Wheels and Matchbox, how that got through the Justice Department, I have no idea. Um, they have uh, Fisher Price. My God, that thing's growing every year, and I don't have the 10K here, but I have looked at it. Well, and where I, are we on the Echo Boom? Are those kids growing out of that age? I'm just talking about the buyers. Guilt uh. reduction. You don't spend enough time with the people you love who are young. You have some money. You're a boomer. No, but there's also a you, question no, of the installed base of giant matter. plastic playground It equipment. absolutely doesn't matter. Boomers what? with money are going to buy stuff to alleviate guilt of not spending more time with their grandkids, <laughs> among the normal reasons. Grandkids, okay. But um, people are going to spend money on these products. They're the products you knew growing up, and you're going to buy them. Um, Barbie has stabilized its market share. There is a court battle going on on whether they actually have the rights to the Bratz dolls because the guy that did Bratz worked at Mattel while he was making the original drawings. That's I don't know where that is. I'm just looking at Value Line. They don't even mention that, but that's sort of a subtext here. But meantime, What's going on with pricing in the toy industry? Well, I'm going to talk about that in a moment, okay. sir. But first, this stock's been beat up. Why? All these Chinese recalls, okay? Lots of dangerous things for the kids, whatever, you know, Dan Aykroyd, bag of glass, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, there's no lawsuits here that are going to amount to much. Mattel didn't really get involved in that. They've laid in a lot of new costs to prevent this from happening in the future. And, um, you know, meantime, it's they're saying it's going to cost 1% of sales. So margins, 17%, growth. You know, 10% on earnings according to Value Line. I think this fear of these recalls will pass. They'll get back to business as usual. 3.1% Entertainment yield. purposes only. What? Well, you're talking <laughs> about pricing. You have to believe that brand has well, you're value. you're making some broad guarantees about the legal uh, Well, I'm, I buy the stock. I own the stock. Yeah, so okay. I'm just telling you why I own it. I'm not, right. I'm not a professor over here. Okay. I'm just saying here's where I think the value is. It's a brand. Mm -hmm. And um, according to guys I know, a brand costs about a billion dollars to create into the public. Well, and they know yeah. how to run a global supply chain and respond instantly right. to shifts in fashion. And They have relationships with the people that own content. They put them into toys, and that's a franchise. Yeah, and right now it's cheap. So that's right. really all I need to say. they got a decent balance sheet, 19% debt to cap. Uh, they have a buck a share in cash. And the stock's down on fears of recalls and, uh, you know, a Barbie decline that really doesn't matter in the face of Fisher-Price and Hot Wheels and other things that are growing, American Girls, for example. Mattel, page 1853. Okay. Uh, what's, the, what's the stock symbol? Did you say that? I, I don't know if I did. Oh. M-A-T, ladies and gentlemen. Matt. Matt, yeah. Hey, Matt. Time Warner, page 1869. I may have talked about this. The theme in Time Warner is that entertainment, spending on entertainment, continues to gain share of GDP, uh, and that's a good wind at your back. Plus, they have a ton of brands that you may know. HBO, Cinemax, TNT, CNN, AOL, I'm going to get back to that in a minute, 
uh, stuff you never heard about, CompuServe, sort of the original Internet before the Internet existed. Cable is still 25%. The theme here, I think th- you know, what's coming is video on demand of the home, and Time Warner is actually one of the few companies that's positioned to go either way. There's a battle out there. Is it going to come through cable? Or is it going to come through, amazingly, your telephone line and DSL? Uh, AT&T right now has a test going on called UVerse, where they're trying to deliver the Internet over DSL. DSL speeds are faster than anyone ever thought they'd be about you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And that may drive full motion video through your t- telephone line. So Time Warner is well positioned in that they have AOL, one of the top portals through the Internet. AOL could become your menu to all Time Warner content that's coming in over the Internet. So I think they're well positioned there if that happens. And then they also own cable. I think they have the biggest cable business in the country. They recently threw in about 20% of their cable stock in return for the you know Adelphia assets. So they're very well broad-based in terms of a geographic reach. It's rumored that's for sale. And they got a change at the top. So Richard Parsons, who's been the CEO, and you know everyone's trying to say he's done a fine job, but I guess he has. But you know, Time Warner earns four percent returns on capital. That's terrible. You know, I think the mistake they made was kick, you know, moving Ted Turner out of the lead seat when they bought uh, CNN, uh, because this thing has never earned more than a low single-digit return on capital. Maybe that's going to change with the change at the top. You know, they're bringing in a guy who I don't know. Uh, named uh, Jeff Books. I'm sorry, I just have Value Line. I need to look this up and see who he is. I'm sure he's very well qualified, but it's rumored that he may want to break this thing up, and they got a lot of assets. Um, you know, baby boomers want content in their home on demand, and there's really no one better positioned than I was t- under the impression Time Warner that delivered that. He made that. some public appearance where he sort of assented to a question about whether he'd consider hiving off big pieces to create value. I think it's on the table. So, you know, this thing is selling. Why am I even talking about Time Warner? Well, they have a great business, in my opinion, but then it's cheap. It's uh, 18 bucks, according to Value Line, 220 a share in gross cash flow, and a buck 25 in CapEx, but that's CapEx that's being poorly spent given their returns on capital. So maybe the guy coming in will decide to ratchet that down and start selling things instead of spending money on things that don't work. Uh, meantime, AOL, I think, is positioned to really come into its own. <laughs> what a kooky idea. Well, it could happen, you know. <laughs> AOL's transition, people are not noticing this, but AOL remains one of the biggest portals to the Internet. If the Internet delivers video on demand of the home, these guys are huge players and you can buy it cheap. There's a lot of other stuff happening. You know, advertising's down. That's hurting earnings everywhere. That could turn around next year. We have a lot of things going on, uh, like elections and, you know, uh, the paper cycle going, you know, better for some of their publishers. Um, the uh, election's going to drive better ad spending. Autos is going to recover. A lot of things that drive ad and publications uh, is going to turn around next year. And just this is, a, in my opinion, a heck of a bargain here. Time Warner. Uh, TWX page 1869. And then finally, I've got sort of a uh, an industry call, the newspaper industry. I'm going to focus on Gannett, ticker GCI, page 1903. You know, uh, obviously, circulation's going down. It's been going down. This thing's peak price was back in 04 at 91. Now it's at 40, and everyone's down on the newspaper industry because newspaper circulation's going down, and people conjure up thoughts of the railroads, losing share to the airlines. It's, you know, very sad, and the stocks keep going down. Well, I'm just looking at sales per share. Back at the peak, sales per share, $29 a share. Now they're 35 
Back at the peak, you know, uh, cash flow per share, 530, now predicted to be 655. You know, these guys are not standing still. Uh, operating margin, now it's down a little bit. Back then, 32%, now 28 That's still wildly That's above huge. average in America. So we don't really have a profit problem here, ladies and gentlemen. We have a an ROI problem. ROI, you know, upper single digits, that just means that they overspent on stuff in the past. You know, we have to think about what's happening going forward. And what uh, my thesis on these newspapers what's, is... What's the capital at Gannett? It's uh, 34%. It's fine. They've okay. got decent coverage yeah, here. so much for but, being overcapitalized. You know, the thesis on the newspapers is that they are a primary source for local news and content, and that's where you have some monopoly power. When, when Google comes calling for local news or Yahoo comes calling for local news, they come calling on the local papers. Those guys have the news gathering and the news creation. And these yeah, but isn't part of the argument that uh, the common man is entering the news generation business now? By bloggers? And just people on the scene capturing stuff live on video, downloading it to a... I mean, television stations are getting stuff within five well, minutes now. Well, to the extent that there's people who want to read uh, well, and there's people point. that have to make choices about which stories get on the Internet, people that are professional writers are winning out. They can tell a story better in in uh, in, in less content, and that helps advertising. Okay. So it's sort of content per inch. The professional writer wins. There's place for the blogs, and, you know, blogs are huge, obviously, uh, but these guys have another element, and that is that they have the sales force. So it's really the combination. They have guys that can create news. And they have guys that can sell that news, um, and that's a powerful combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, the multiple here is, you know, six times, and I think that's pretty good. They also have a bunch of brands that uh, are coming into play, including, obviously, a U.S. Uh, – I'm sorry, a USA Today. Stocks 40 was above 60. Uh, they've year. got the biggest circuit in the nation, 7 million viewers. And you've got all these things going against you right now in terms of paper costs, advertising cycles. These things are going to turn around next year, and you're going to have the election. So I don't want to get into this. Vern tells me I'm taking a lot of time here today. But uh, look, there's a lot of ways to play this, not only Gannett, but Lee, L-E-E. I'm going to mention Journal Communications. I own all of these stocks I'm talking about, J-R-N. These things have enormous operating margins. They're growing slowly, but they have... Uh, something that I think has monopoly or at least oligopoly pricing power, and that is news mm. creation. Selling really cheap. And wh- if you oh. want to get video to the home, these guys are slowly creating studios. They're hiring attractive people. It used to be that you know you're uh, you know you're attractive enough for the news business. Well, uh, they're hiring people that can put up a you know a story on the internet. <laughs> so if you can go to usatoday.com, <laughs> the TV stations who are getting the multiples right now and all these spinouts where it's like, oh look, they have TV stations. That's real valuable. And these terrible news stations. Well, who's buying newspapers to read on the air? And that's called TV news. These guys yeah, own who the just content. Has a pipe and right. Who- so, I, you know, all those ad dollars that are oil. going to TV stations now, just think about who owns that content and why can't you just hire someone attractive to read the newspaper on the Internet, and that's where this thing's all going. And so I'm a buyer of all these things. Gannett, yeah, Lee, Gannett. Uh, I'm sorry, Gannett, Lee, and Gannett. Gannett, Lee, and Journal Communications, and that's all I have this week. Stick around for oh, my yeah, favorite yeah. stock. Do I have another one? No, I don't. That's it.
Don't What's I? underneath? Oh, no. No, I think that's it. Gannett. Time Warner, the newspapers, and yeah. Mattel. Mattel. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You did all. Okay. Come on, man. Well, you did fine on Time Warner. Oh, right? thanks. Okay. Thanks for saying that. That makes me feel good, Vern. Good the, God, uh, man. What, how much? the 16th minute. Well, get going, then. Okay. Entertain the people. Are you turning it over to me now? Yes, I am. Okay. With uh, a mod. Well, Vern's, you know, again, giving me drinks here. Uh, and it's morning, so that's unusual. And it's not—we're not even in the same time zone. So uh, here's a, a modest amount of adieu to Vern Value. Okay, <laughs> thank adieu. you. Adieu. Adieu. Okay. Adieu. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Uh, first right. up this week for me, a name that we've talked about before, Cedar Fair, um, which I pretty much am just attracted to because of the stock symbol. Oh, fun. fun. Well, that right. gets you looking at it for sure. <laughs> i got to know what that is. It's sort of like Southwest Airlines, right? Um, What's that one? Love. Oh, love. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, that's cute. If you don't know Cedar Fair, it's a uh, master limited partnership. So it's basically run to generate income that operates several theme parks, including Cedar Point. Uh, what else do we have here that you might have heard of? Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, they Six Flags World of Adventure. They have, but uh, a lot of these are in the Midwest and Upper Midwest: uh, Ohio, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Kansas City, Michigan. Um, and so we like we like the just the basic. Uh, you mentioned it before: entertainment taking a higher percentage of GDP. Well, when you say we, you mean you, but I'm going to join in because I like it too. And uh, I would add that uh, they also sell a particular form of entertainment that I think is becoming increasingly. Uh, valued by young people, and that's physical thrills. Really? Um, sure. And they're finding interesting ways to combine. That's uh, increasingly being appreciated by young people? I think they're increasingly sought huh. out by young people, yes. Adventure, uh, adventure sports, yes, right. that kind of thing. And the rides are just getting bigger and faster and more, uh, well, frankly, dangerous. terrifying <laughs> and dangerous maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Um, so at stock down, the value of the uh, – Well, what's going – do revenues grow at this firm? Uh, well, we owned a ton of this at an see. old firm in, of mine, in, and uh, it it, uh, it did great, but in, it hasn't done anything in, for years. In 1998, this thing's dead in the water, man. <laughs> in 1998, they did eight dollars per unit of revenue. In 2003, five years later, it was ten. This is just a yield play, right? And eight uh, percent in in 2003, and in 2008, Value Line says it'll be eighteen. And a kicker here at um, you know that contributes, I think maybe as much as forty percent or something, is the acquisition of the Paramount Parks. Why does it just go down? Uh, I think it's down recently on fear about the recently, economy. It's and been going consumer... down since two thousand two. Talking about relative. The, yes, the, the, I am. The, yes, I am, Vern. The, the value of the units trade pretty consistently over the last uh, five years between the. Uh, the mid twenties and the low thirties. It's at the low end of that range right now. Yeah, well, it so pays what? it. It pays. Um, what is this? Are they gaining share of anything right now? They're paying uh, almost two dollars per unit. The uh, price per unit twenty three and a half dollars. You've got an eight percent yield here that is secure, and uh, it's a well, deleveraging that's story. It's yield. That's all it is. With eighty five percent of capital represented by almost one point nine billion in debt taken on to buy Paramount. And one of the things that's kind of kooky here about this is a traditionally a uh, mid to high teens uh, return on capital business. It's depressed now That's severely by the debt taken on to, to, to buy Paramount. So as they pay down, as the leverage declines, 
return on capital expand, value of the enterprise shifts from bondholders and debt holders to the equity holders, residual value. Value lines cut their long-term view of earnings power because of weaker-than-expected results this year, in part because they didn't give away 120,000 free tickets, and they raised their season ticket prices, so they're trying to exert some of their natural pricing power. They've got a short-term... Uh, compression on operating profitability by a couple percentage points from the prior year while they absorbed this, and the uh, value of the units at a five-year low, and it just doesn't uh, make sense to me. I've got about a nine times uh, enterprise value over EBITDA valuation. Can I ask a question, Vern? What's happening to their attendance? That's the key. There, I, I have very little information here hmm. about. Uh, what can we discern from the value line on that? Do they mention it at all? Well, no, because they don't. value line that would be something you might want to throw yeah. in. <laughs> the attendance, you know, like circulation to newspapers. This is like a newspaper in that it's all about the attendance. Uh, although I don't know, maybe well, that's not fear, a great analogy. With concern about how the housing uh, crisis, if you will, is uh, affecting consumer spending. This is an element of consumer spending. Maybe with the dollar whatever, the way it is. Whatever growth has been, it's likely to be. Let me speculate be, this, Fern. Yeah. Maybe with the dollar the way it is and with fear of terrorism anyway, this and even Canada. Our, you can't even the, go to Canada now, now for a deal. you're up one of my uh, traditional then, arguments for Listen, this. then maybe they're going to drive more people who would have gone overseas to Cedar Fair. Like, the, are the, you going to drive marginal, to Cedar the Fair? The marginal yeah. international traveler who you know, will only think about going to Ireland or London. They want to go where they speak English. They want to get a really, Do a really good deal. Do they speak English at Cedar Fair? That's my question yeah, exactly. to you. And Canada. Is it cheaper than Canada? It may be now. That's right. the thing. It, it has been. Anyway, my idea, <laughs> Cedar Fair, symbol F-U-N. I don't know. I just I, went I off I need to move on bit. here. I okay. need to move on. So We've oh, lost everyone oh, by this point. We're doing good on time. <laughs> doing good? Okay. I'll bet there's three people still listening. At least. Mom, are you kids. out there still? <laughs> <laughs> my next one is, uh, is Cabot Corp., which I've never heard of. Symbol CBT. Value Line recently lowered their rating to a five in August. Take a look. They hate it. It's going out of business, I guess. But, well, uh, no, it isn't. uh, Debt is only a quarter of the capital base. Hmm. Let's see. What's uh, cash flow? Are they do they generate cash flow consistently? Uh, well, the the uh, stock price recently thirty five. They haven't generated less than three dollars in gross cash flow since nineteen ninety four. Very stable. Um, right now, less really than eight times. Right now, less Thank than you. eight times gross cash flow. That's going to be, uh, I guess, in a four fifty to five range over the next twelve months. Um, this thirty five dollar stock price uh, since two thousand. When they divested a major uh, microelectronics uh, materials business, um, there's only been one year where the high value of the stock didn't exceed the $35 level. In fact, it'd be at least 37. Uh, enterprise value about 2.6 billion recently, almost 400 million in EBITDA gives me about a six and a half multiple. This company makes carbon what? I'm a hand raised. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt Vern because he gets a little I'm touchy. On a roll. But I just I noticed they make carbon black, Vern, yeah. which is I know popular with the ladies. Uh-huh. How's that market doing? Um, the carbon black market. I I don't know exactly to tell well, you. Well, what truth. does it say? It says People they need might to, want to know. It says they need to strengthen their market that market outside of North America. 
What does it go? What is what is it used well, for? Well, it's used in the production of rubber, plastics, and inks. Okay. And there's mention in their write-up about weakness in the inkjet rubber. colorant line. Oh. And continued well, volume pricing. within the inkjet colorant line will probably exert pressure as well. But they have new products they're working on. Um, so I take it as they have this something that makes your black ink look truly deep black. Yeah. They right. own they own that color. They own at the, the color core. Black. So if you think that's going out of style, well, I then have short a, I have this. A, I have a new idea for you, right? <laughs> I'm not so sure where demand's going. Yeah. But I got a really good idea where supply of the base material is going to be, right? Where? Well, there's going to be a lot of anybody that's got carbon is trying to get rid of it, right? Are they? Oh yeah. Oh. I, everybody wants to reduce the amount of carbon they I don't have is carbon or black or carbon. They're looking for places to offload carbon to. Well, good. so I would think that some supply I don't element think it's the for same, them would though. be. Are you sure? Is this from? They get this. I don't from know. Oil. Check this out, people. Oh, I could be right. You don't know that. We're I'm looking not. at this in the shop I right don't now. Know. I'm not kidding. They also are. In the, they're also in the tantalum business, which I sounds familiar. They have to have monopolies me all over the place. As an important electronic material. They uh, own mentions used in capacitors, semiconductors, integrated circuits, and other products. Uh, oh, they sorry. also have something, uh, well, I guess, cesium formate, a drilling fluid, and fumed silica, which is used in rubber and adhesives, so probably some industrial-oriented businesses. Um, all I can see is it consistently generates a lot of cash. There's yep. been a little bit of... Uh, 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 increase in sort of average five-year earnings over the past couple of cycles. It's a very slow grower, but if you can buy it well, I think it just it trades in a in a range, and you're right now almost at the bottom of that range. Uh, Value line makes <laughs> like a drive-by here at the, at the end in their last paragraph. Um, you know, it gets the lowest rating. Uh, because of a weak finish to fiscal 07, and they, they, yeah. their earnings were down the last couple of quarters, and an iffy near-term earnings outlook. Iffy. You yeah. don't often see but that in earnings, a Wall Street but, research But report. their earnings estimates are for $1.98 in 07 to go to 230 in 08 and 330 by between 10 and 12. So Let I'm not ask, sure what the iffy I, is. I, I published for many years. <laughs> I don't think I ever used that word. How about you, Vern? Uh, I, know, I no. know I haven't. We had an editorial department. Yeah, they right. There was somebody. We paid someone with a sure whip no that would have got that out. Somebody's missing the boat So I'm going to wrap it up with... A name that I, I have an idea you know this business better than I do, but i um, very interested in the huge collapse in the stock price recently. We've talked about it. Heart Hanks. I've recommended H-H-S. it, and it's obviously Value been Lines wrong. lowered the rating to five, of course, because of the collapse, you know, after the fact. Um, the stock trade as high as uh, almost 29 earlier this year, 31 the two years before that, recently trading at 17 down about 35% from a high earlier this year, 25% discount to the market. I guess it must not have had much of a yield before, but now it's uh, starting to approach 2%. Got a long history of a P.E. of, uh, on average, between 19 and, say, 26 times or something for 10 years, uh, recently under 14 times earnings. Um, I don't see a huge, I mean, operating margins uh, many years ago, 17 18%. That's where they are now. Maybe they're down a little bit, but... Um, I, return on capital, low teens, well, long history in well, the low teens. something's gone wrong, obviously. Um, they make direct marketing and shopper advertising. So they make the, don't they make the little, like, um, 
they can get or paper stuffers that go inside. Yeah, exactly, things. and they can get it to you in sixty uh, percent of sales and direct marketing on your door. business that customize builds customized databases and generates sales leads for retailers, healthcare organizations, and a bunch of other kinds of companies. It mentions, and then there's a shoppers unit, forty percent that publishes advertising circulars, including Penny Saver and the Flyer that reach. Over 13 million households in California and Florida, and that's the the problem, I guess. Value line. Well, they, you know, they're going to go a little bit the way of the newspaper industry. Softening economic conditions in mm. California and Florida. Yeah. What's it and say real here? estate advertising, you know, just gets a big share. That's the what happens is some of these guys that and just that part of your business grows a lot. They get reliant on it, and it goes away. I mean, that's what's happening. Well, let Real me, estate uh, went away. Let me run a, a couple numbers by you here, okay? Um, it's trading uh, about one-time sales right now, okay? And it has a lot of history of trading about two times It's sales. a great buy. You just don't know when the um, real estate's going to turn, but it's going to turn. Let's see. Um, Value Lines has – and this, this is the kind of uh, – you know, the market checks out on some of these names because – they don't believe they can have conviction about when it comes back, and the true value buyer knows that that's when is not what's important. Um, if it's cheap enough. Right. So Value Line says, we think that earnings over the next few years will be below last year. Of course, that's not their explicit earnings forecast in the table, but nevertheless, they think revenue growth in shoppers is going to be hurt by California, Florida real estate, and associated markets. Okay, fine, but... You know, the, the bottom may be yet to come, but it will come. Underlying all this is a population times, you know, the percent of people that need to move for various reasons, just want to retire to a different climate, take a job change. You know, there's a natural flow of people around. And right now we're at a low. It's just, it's the demographics. They're going to be flowing back to California right. and Florida. They will to. soak up the excess housing inventory. Second, and then people will advertise second, for Second, they talk about again. margins being pressured ongoing because of uh, conversion to uh, investments in online operations and away from the traditional businesses. Um, but they also mention management's restructuring efforts that are helping them control costs. I guess operating expenses were actually down 1% in the most recent quarter uh, when they reported 30 cents against 35 so it may be a few quarters before you get the first positive earnings comparisons, but I think you're being compensated pretty well. It's 10 times gross cash flow, about 13 times free cash flow. We talked about the revenue multiple, the discount to the market, 25%. Enterprise value to EBITDA, about seven times. It's not highly levered, less than 30% no. debt. And direct marketing is the best type, most productive and type of marketing. Value line, so they're, they got a place. It's kind of goofy. Value line's talking about a long-term price range of 30 to 40. They themselves are calling for expected returns over five years between 17 and 25%. So everybody Cha-ching. knows it's a good business. They're just, you know... To uh, gutless to call, just got to wait it out. Call the stock. We'll do that for you. Uh, by the way, I just noticed the uh, insider decisions table. It reminds me, I forgot to mention that we just caught a buyer in Cedar Fair. Oh. In the most recent month, another positive indicator. You know, with the stock down a lot, somebody on your the worst inside case sees scenario at Cedar Fair is you're waiting for something to happen while you earn eight percent. Right. So that's what I've got. So I'm going to say that's my favorite idea. That's why I let off with Cedar Fair. You. Val? I don't know. My best idea. You know, we're posting our best ideas, or at least I am at this point, uh, and Vern is working on his. But we've got that on the website. You can go to Val's Best Ideas, and it's kind of interesting because it's it's actually not doing bad, but there's a lot of down, you know, there's one down 90. <laughs> Ouch. So we've got to, you know, we'll hopefully bring more to that. Stock but we're just out there. Yeah, no, yeah. the uh, total return is fine. 
But it's fun to go look at, uh, www.thevalueguys.com. Anyway, my Great favorite idea. stock this week, I don't know. I'm going to say... Um, well, we're out of I'm going to say Gannett. Gannett, okay. GCI. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks.